Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once in Future Authors Podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm so delighted to be joined today by author Suzanne Lasky-Gerard. She's the author of Questions for Professional Media Interviewers. At a loss? Don't know what to ask your next guest? Here are 1,500 plus questions. Well, aren't I lucky? I'm here conducting a media interview with Suzanne, and if I run out of questions, I've got 1,500 right now. <laughs> so, but I'm afraid of answering them because I'm good at asking them. <laughs> uh, you're good at asking, but, but if I do start asking your own questions, you should know all the answers already, which is great. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, well, tell me a little bit about you, first of all, and what inspired you to write this book? Actually, people inspired me. I was a broadcaster in Miami for many years, 20 years, and I was with CBS and NBC in Miami. And I, I knew very little. I went, I got in on a, on a whim, you know, there. I was the only, I was writing a documentary for the news department and um, somebody came into the airport that they wanted interviewed and they had nobody there. They said, send Suzanne. And I had never interviewed anybody. So on the way there, the cameraman gave me questions and told me how to do it. But I said, no, this is not for me. I've got to develop my own. So over the years, I wrote down all the questions I heard on the air and radio and books, everything. And I kept a file on three by five cards. And when I knew I had to interview somebody, I would go through the cards and pick out what was most important. So then I organized all of them into, if I were interviewing a politician, a ballet dancer, a child of a celebrity, uh, maybe 20 or 30 different um, subjects. And everybody was curious about it. So anybody who asked, I would give, it, give them some that they could use, the other broadcasters. And they all said, you should write a book. I would love to have that book. I could use it. So I thought about it and uh, I did. That's what, that's what caused it. After I retired from broadcasting, I wrote the book. And not only did I write the book, first I wrote all the questions out. That was the easy part. But the first part I said, you know, there's going to be people who have never done this before, maybe students who might have it. So I gave other instructions on how to greet a guest, what to wear, how to speak, how to how to call, get their name right. <laughs> That's the most important thing. And before the interview, you asked me how to say my name. 
And that's exactly what people have to know. I, I find it really uncomfortable when somebody announces uh, a person and that the person has to correct the, the pronunciation of their name. That should have been done in advance. So I put all of that into the book and it's, it's, it's what I wish I had had when I first started out. And I put stories in, in there also. You know, as a broadcaster, I do interesting ha things happen. I mean, I was flying with the, uh, the Thunderbirds and wow. they, then all of a sudden they reached a certain height over the show that they were, the air show, and the door, the back opened up and all of the men dropped out. And I was alone in the back because they were they were parachuting out, and there was a there was a door open. So I just stuck my head a little bit out to look, and the pilots saw I was alone back there, and I had the door open with my head a little bit out. He got a little bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my questions is, what is one of the stupidest things you've ever done? And I would have, <laughs> I would have to answer that. Definitely. I love that. Uh, have you ever had someone, you know, they, there's a saying that lawyers use that if you don't know the answer to the question, you shouldn't be asking it. Now, how about you? Have you ever been completely shocked by the answer to the question? Kind of like the OJ and the glove moment. Did you ever have one of those that you asked a question and it went in a completely different direction than you expected? I really would have to think about that. The one that comes to mind is um, <laughs> uh, Tony Randall. I asked, oh, I'm sorry, I was blocking. I asked him a question and he said, um, these, these are hard questions you're asking me. I said, what do you attribute your success to? And he said, hmm, you know, you're a smart lady. You don't look it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's okay. You know. And then he answered my my question. You know what what made him succeed where others failed, and he <laughs> he used that I think as, as a stalling method so he could think of something. Yes. Well, I you know it's funny. You you were talking about the different tips that you had in here about how to conduct an interview, how to prepare in advance, making sure that you know enough about your interview subject, especially how to pronounce their name and other things. Uh, I think on the flip side, you know, if I can dare suggest your next book uh, might be how to be interviewed because since you have been on this side of the microphone for so long. Uh, you might be chock full of tips. Well, for one thing, I think that anyone who gets interviewed on a regular basis um, should read your book. So unlike Tony Randall, they'll know what types of questions to expect. And I don't mean that to say that yours are unoriginal, but you should at least kind of expect certain things. Right. That about interviews too. If you're going on job interviews, there's always the what's your 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 weakness, what are your strengths, you know, right. there are things that you should be prepared for. And I would guess that with media interviews, there are things that you should be prepared for. But you have been on the other side and get to catch 
Tony Randall by surprise, which is kind yeah, of- Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> well, you mentioned so many interesting categories, uh, politicians, ballet dancers, children of celebrities. I love that those were your first three. Can you maybe name drop a little? Who are some of the most exciting people you've gotten to interview? Oh my God, hundreds. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, hundreds, I have a whole wall. Really? What? Who will dazzle us the most? Alan Alda. Really? Alan Alda. He is exactly the way you think he is going to be. He's charming. Um, I went to an opening of his film here in Miami and I was supposed to interview him after the audience left. And he said to me, if the audience knows I'm still here, they're not going to leave. So you and I, let's go hide someplace. So he, <laughs> <laughs> we went into a storage closet and we were sitting on, on cartons getting, you know, just talking because I never tell the person I'm interviewing what I'm going to ask because I had an experience one time where I had a woman, uh, obviously not used to being interviewed. And I gave, she asked me for some of the questions and I gave her the questions and she answered them there. And then I went on the air, the cameras are rolling, the lights are on. I asked her the question. She said, I just answered that. <laughs> so no more. I do, I never more, never ask the questions in advance. Just, I say, it's just a conversation. We'll just have a conversation. Don't worry about it. And I always go into an interview with about 15 questions. I hope I don't ever have to reach the 15 questions because it's, it's, it would be then a very disjointed interview. You really want to get the answers and then get your next question from the answers so that it's more of a conversation. But if you get a person who just freezes or says yes or no, and you have to have you have to have the questions there. You can't just suddenly right. uh, think about it because you're you're upset that that person is not talking. Right, right. That, that that right there is a heck of a great tip for somebody who is going to be conducting an interview. First of all, um, over prepare. Have more questions and Absolutely. more material than you think you will need. But certainly. Do not feel compelled to use all of that material because by yeah. building from one thing to another to another, it will make for a much more satisfying and natural interview. So if you only got through question number one and it's it sprung you into a whole conversation, that might be the best interview you've ever conducted. That's true. Absolutely. Then you really get what you want. Yeah. Another hint in the book is silence. If somebody answers and then is waiting for you to ask another question, be silent. And that person will, is very uncomfortable with silence and they will then go into the question much deeper. They will answer again and again. And that's when you'll get what you really wanna hear. It's probably a good tip for marital communications as well. I might dare say. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I wrote the book thinking it was for professional interviewers, television, radio, um, podcast. Um, but I really hadn't thought of podcasts. Podcasts weren't that popular at that point. And I, I taught a class for, I was a guest instructor one day at um, a communications class. And I told the, the teacher, 
that this book is really, it's for students uh, broadcasting. This is more of a public relations class. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh no, I read your book. It's very important for public relations, for marketing, for podcasters, for anybody. And you just said for husbands and wives. I mean, that adds another dimension to it. I should I, should, I need to rename the book, just questions. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I first saw your book, the first thing that popped into my head was like, you know, those dating apps or you're trying to get to know someone. And right. These are great getting to know you questions. Also. Yes. Yes. So that you get a little bit further than what's your favorite movie, you know? Oh, right. Oh, right. You know, the first celebrity interview, I'm telling you all my mistakes, but they're funny. Um, my first celebrity interview, I had done other interviews with people, but people who came on to my show and they had a reason to keep talking. So, you know, they were promoting their book or their movie or something, an organization. And I had an easy job of it. But then I went to uh, do Vic Victor Borger, Borgia. I never remember whether it's Borger, Borgia. Anyway, and he was, he just sat there and he was waiting for me to ask brilliant questions. And I was waiting for him to start talking and I would ask him a few little things. What's your hobby? And he realized that he had a novice. And as soon as he realized that I was dead in the water, he went into his shtick. I started laughing, he was laughing. It was a great entertaining moment but it never made TV because I didn't, I didn't do it right. And that was the last time that ever happened. You know, you learn by doing, and well, that was the first, but it never happened again. I had questions. And it shows what a professional he was that he didn't allow the dead air with the novice interviewer. He Right, right. And so now I, I have 1500 plus questions and they are very unique. Some of them are the normal, but many of them are very unique. And that's why um, Tony Randall said, I've never been asked that question. So quite a few people have said that, wow, you're to be congratulated. I've never been asked that question. So I felt really good about those, you know, because why buy a book if you can make up the question? <laughs> now, how about um, ballet dancers, athletes, artists? What's your favorite in that realm? Artists, artists, yes. Yes, I, I uh, interviewed Philip Roth and I found out it was so fascinating that he does all his writing standing up. Really? Standing up. He has, he has his desk raised and he, write, well, he wrote, unfortunately, we've lost him. But I was fascinated by him. He, he was a, a, a very pleasant person. I wouldn't say he was warm and fuzzy, but... He was very professional and that's how he writes. So, you know, there's, there's so many things. I'm also thinking of writing a book also, what to ask a doctor, a lawyer, Ooh. you know, get into other areas. So, yes. so that's the next book. Well, you know, by your saying that, you're pointing to the fact that it is by asking that we are empowered. Yes. You know, and that's really what your book is about. It's about retaining the power over the scenario, the meetup, the situation, whatever it might be, because the person with the questions is actually the person holding the cards. 
Yes. That's why people ask me, what are you going to ask me? They, they're frightened. What am I, you know, am I going to make them look stupid? Exactly. They don't want to be caught unprepared. And they right. realize that you're the one who is actually holding the control by holding the questions. The other thing that I put in the book is when you're, um, when you're, I'm going to say victim, sits down at first. <laughs> <laughs> when the victim sits down, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the interviewee, um, I joke with them. I talk with them. Oh, I love your shoes. Oh my gosh, where did you get you? I, do, I make them so comfortable that when I act, when the cameras go on and I'm asking a question, it's just natural that we've become friends and we're talking. And that's enough. I have so many of these hints that I learned. After 20 years, you would think I would learn. And I, I did. And I put it all down. You obviously did learn. Now, how about... The, the only, go ahead. I was going to ask... The only thing I didn't learn was how to market my book. That's my toughest, <laughs> that's my toughest chore, my challenge right now. And, and that is a challenge that so many authors realize that writing the book and people think that you know, it, that was the huge mountain. And, and part of it is mindset. Part of it is actually recognizing that writing the book is really only the equivalent, shall we say, of getting to the starting line. It's yes. It's like training for a marathon. Um, you do all this training and then you show up at the starting gate. That's publishing the book, the starting gate. Too many people think that writing the book was the marathon. No, that was easy. That right. was easy. It and just flowed right out of me. It just, I, I wrote the book. It, it was easy to, to put it all down. And the second one that I'm writing is just as easy. I, I come up with the things so easily. Uh, and the marketing is not. One of the things, the re, one of the reasons why I wrote the book is that it's not going to be a bestseller. Not everybody is going to need a book of 1500 questions and, and hints how to talk to a guest. But I thought that it would really be welcomed in the universities, the communications classes, the high school classes that have, t they, a lot of them have TV uh, setups there, radio, podcast people. I need to get to them because this book is, is so valuable. A friend of mine does a podcast and I gave him the book and he said, boy, and he had never, never done anything like this. And he was so thrilled with it. He said, I, I couldn't go on the air with it. Um, or do you call podcast on the air? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't go on the air without it. So wow. it makes me feel good. Yes. So good for, you. good for you. Well, with all these years of broadcasting and, and literally hundreds of guests, is there one that you will still wish the one that got away or the one oh, the one that got away barbara walters really? i wanted to interview her yes yeah but she wasn't into it <laughs> <laughs> she liked like to me. control herself like me she wanted to ask the question so i never yes. got the interview yes. but one of the people that i loved interviewing is you usually people ask me that that was a good question because it got me thinking um who was my, one of my favorites besides Alan Alda was James Earl Jones, Ooh. a brilliant, brilliant man, a very sensitive, thought-provoking, interesting man, really. And not all the actors are. A lot of them are not. <laughs> well, 
they're human just like I'm sure in every country you find people who are stellar and people who are average or even subpar. True, very true. I doubt there's one industry that everybody is just a, a rock star in, even in rock music. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Silicon Valley and there. Maybe, but, although but, they might, you know, not be as loquacious as you would want them to be. You know, there's there's always that. Uh, what about dead air? You were talking about that earlier, but it was you who had the dead air. Nowadays, or near the end of your career, is that why you have all these questions at the ready? No matter what, you, you are ready to, to fill that space or you're kind of hanging back and seeing, you kind of wait, count to five and see if they add more and then you come in? How does that work? Yeah, that, that's, you do that. You ask the question, they answer it perfunctorily. And if you wait, they'll say, oh, she wants more. She want, What did she want? And then they'll go into it. And I said, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm guessing some people don't. Some people, nope, nope, lips are sealed. That's as far as I'm going. Right. And then you go on to another question. That's all. You just drop it. You know, right. something they don't want to talk about. And one of the things I have in the book is how to talk to somebody who is being accused of uh, crime Ooh. or um, is in jail, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Whatever, you know, it, there are so many subjects, so many different people listed there. And one of the things in the book that I really had the most fun with was talking about some of the fun experiences I had um, like they, the circus would come to town, they would invite somebody from the TV stations, two people, and I was one of them, to ride the elephant it, from the uh, train station to the circus arena. And it was a harrowing experience. It was a funny experience. I came out of it alive but I was questioning whether I would. I mean, you you feel like you're up on top of a skyscraper when you're sitting on top of them. And there, there's no saddle. There's no box that you sit in like you see in, in Thailand. No, 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 no. You're just sitting on top of a big pachyderm and holding on to a rope, if you're lucky to get the rope. Once in a while, there's no rope. You just have to hold on to the stiff hair. <laughs> but I put all of that in the book and I have, oh, maybe, 30 pages of pictures of me with the celebrities because I just had to do it. I loved it. Of course, of course. Well, tell me a little bit about your readers. Um, what has been the most surprising, perhaps, reaction to your book? Or has somebody read it and come back and said, oh my gosh, did this book save my skin and my job? Absolutely. That's what I've gotten. That's wow. what I've gotten from people. They say, oh my God, where were you when I first started in my career. And that's what I say to myself. <laughs> I needed this book very much, especially in some of these celebrity interviews where they really weren't ready to talk. You know, I had to pull things out of them. And children of celebrities, you know, they didn't know what they, they were going to be asked. So I talked about them. And then I talked about their parents. And so Sometimes caught them off guard. Sometimes I got what I wanted. Sometimes not. But it was a good experience. I loved my career very much. Oh, absolutely love that. Uh, 
one more tip for our viewers for going into their first interview. Someone's got complete stage fright. They feel like I don't even know where to begin. What works for any guest to put the interviewer and- To the put them at, just talk to them. Ask them about themselves. Where, where are you staying? Do you like staying in, in whatever city you're in? Do you like staying in New York? Where are you, what have you done here? What do you want to do here? How, how do you, how, did the weather surprise you? It's very cold this week. You just get them talking. That's all you have to do. And then when it goes on, you just introduce them, make sure you got the names said right and their background. And if they're an author, read the book. Mm -hmm. Read the, you don't have to read the whole book, but you have to read at least a few important uh, par, um, chapters and certainly the end chapter. I like that. I, I didn't do that one time. What? You didn't do that one time, what happened? I didn't do that one time. That's a, that was another mistake here. Um, I was given the interview the night before. So there was no way I, I could have read the book. I, could have, I should have read part of it, but I didn't. And when I sat down with, with the women, uh, this was off camera before we started. I had read the sleeve and she turned to me and she says, you haven't read the book. You read only the sleeve. And I have an argument with the person who wrote the sleeve. It's not correct. <gasps> so, you know, that happens. That happens. Oh Read the you know that after that, I never went on an interview without reading the book, seeing the movie, whatever I could do. You know, reading magazines about them, articles. I had to run to the library at the time. There wasn't an internet. The people today have, have it easy. Easy research is easy. I was I sat hours and days in the library looking up these people. Yes, big difference, big difference. And it's very funny that tip you just gave us about reading the book. You could tell that to all of the you know seventh graders who have book reports to do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just read the back of the book or the Amazon description. It might not be correct. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> excellent. Excellent tip. From what I'm hearing from you, be prepared, be over-prepared, and then relax and put the other person at ease. And yes, yes, you have to relax. You have to do breathing beforehand. You've got to really, you know, start here and just go calm so that you don't feel, because if you're nervous, you can imagine your guest is going to be, unless that guest is, is uh, James Earl Jones, and he's been interviewed a few times. I but think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, what but. a huge, huge help. Let me just remind all of our viewers and listeners, questions for professional media interviewers by Suzanne Lasky-Gerard. At a loss, don't know what to ask your next guest? Here are 1,500 plus questions. And we know that they are is a lot more than just the questions in here categorized by different types of people. There are also tips on getting started, how to conduct an interview, and everything else you need to get your career in interviewing, or even if it's just a one-shot deal and you wanna shine, you'll wanna pick up a copy of questions 
by Suzanne Lasky Girard. You're just amazing. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining me today. Thank you very much. This is my first podcast. You see, so look you at this. You're on that side of the, uh, the microphone. <laughs> well, I'm delighted that I got to be your first. An absolute pleasure. And I wish you nothing but success with the book and with, I'm sure, the dozens and dozens of podcasts to come. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Stephanie. Thanks so much for joining us for Once in Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!